Welcome to the Coffee with Kathy podcast. Take a moment to subscribe and like us on Facebook if you haven't already. You can also check out all of our books, merch, and future podcasts at coffeewithkathy.com. Now grab yourself a cup of coffee and get ready to be encouraged. Here's your host, Pastor Kathy Heitschu. What's up, all my Coffee with Kathy peeps? Good morning, amen, good glorious morning. And if you're watching this at nighttime, good glorious night. Hallelujah. Hey, my friend Kathy, glad you're on the line. Pastor Ross, Melissa, I know all of y'all are going to be on here very soon, so I had to say hello, but look at my cool shirt, man. Yay, God. Hey, hey. Ain't it awesome? All right, listen, this is good. Coffee with Kathy, daily devotional journal. We have officially sold out of our first shipment, um, and we are ordering another shipment, so don't worry. If you didn't get your book, they're on the way in Jesus' name, or you can get it from Amazon. But listen, when someone believes that they can't do something, they're going to try to convince you that you can't either. <laughs> Isn't that so true? Ah, don't you have haters in your life like that? Don't believe them. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can do all things. Your word for today is convinced. I'm convinced that I can do whatever my daddy tells me I can do in Jesus' name. So hope you get your copy of Kathy book. Looking a little, well, you know, dry shampoo only lasts um, so many days, just in case y'all wanted to know. I know for a fact it lasts like 16 days. But don't worry, I'll be bathing. But dry shampoo lasts a long time, so good morning. Oh, Kathy, you at work. Amen. I like it when people sneak it out, out of their work and go take a little break. <laughs> We're talking about spiritual blocks to your healing. What's causing you from being healed in Jesus' name? Believe it or not, I've got 33 of them. I'm only going to do one today because it's a, it, very in-depth. But um, stay tuned in because I might go live a couple of different times between now and next Thursday to get all 33 in. But 33 things that are keeping you from being healed 33 spiritual blocks to your healing. You could call it whatever you want to call it. Amen. In Jesus' name. But welcome. Glad y'all are on the line. Glad you're here with me. I love all y'all. The first one, the first spiritual block to your healing, the first thing, and this is probably the number one thing. I'm not going to put them like in any particular order, but I do believe this is probably the first one. Amen. Every The rest of them won't be in order. But the first spiritual block, the most important one, unforgiveness. Say it with me. Type it. Hashtag unforgiveness. That's a lack of forgiveness. So the number one reason people aren't healed, not necessarily you, the number one reason most people aren't healed is a lack of forgiveness, a lack of willingness to forgive other people. So, and this is the first thing I go to when I pray with people and I pray with a lot of people for healing. The first place I go is unforgiveness. Is if we don't get this one block dealt with, this thing that's blocking your healing, if we don't get it dealt with, the number one, we don't get unforgiveness dealt with in our life, you can't go any further. There's no reason to go to number two, three, four, five, all the way to number 33. There's no reason to research it in the word. You're just wasting your time trying to get to the root of it. You're wasting your time um, with all the other things that could be blocking it. And you're wasting your time even talking to God about the subject. Let us unpack that right there. Amen. So we're going to Mark 11. I'm going to take you to Mark 11, verse 22 
to 24. Then Jesus said to the disciples, because some people don't like that. We're wasting your time talking to God about your healing, but it's true. Hashtag truth. Jesus said to the disciples, have faith in God. Amen. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe that it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Verse 24, I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. Amen. And then Matthew 6, verse 14, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly father will forgive you. So here's the proof. All right. Mark 6, 14 and 15, verse 15. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. So it's clear from the scripture. This is proof. This verse is proof that you can ask and expect to receive. When you read Mark 11, especially 25 and 26, there's a conditional scripture attached that's never quoted when people try to, you know, make God out to be this bubblegum machine where you just put a quarter in, you just put something in and you just get something out, right? You put the money in, you get a toy back, you get gum back, whatever. It says that when you stand praying, okay, in order to receive anything from God, I mean, this is stuff you guys ought to know, amen? Welcome, my favorite kids on the line. Mikey Vidalich, thank you so much. Pastor Mike, glad you're on the line. In order to receive something from God, when you stand praying, forgive anyone who has wronged you so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. But if you don't forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your sins. So just so you know, God's forgiveness for you is in direct relationship to how you forgive other people. First John 1 John 1.9 says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us. Amen. I believe that scripture. But I also believe at the same time that forgiveness is in direct relationship to our choice to be obedient to God and forgive other people. Right? We're following the example of Christ where he said, be perfect as I am perfect. We're following that example in this area of forgiveness. Matthew 5, 48 tells us to be perfect even as our Father in heaven is perfect. This includes having the nature he had of forgiving people, of forgiveness. So I could say it this way. Be ye therefore perfect in forgiveness toward other people, toward everybody, even as your Father in heaven is perfect in his forgiveness towards you. Matthew 5, 44, but I say, love your enemies. That'll preach right there. If we just got to the place where we love our enemies, amen? Yes, they're my enemy, but I love them. If we just got that part down, Pat, we would be such an amazing, hey, my, my favorite friend Carmela's on the line. Amen. Welcome, Catherine. Welcome, Laura. I love all y'all. Hey, Donna. Good morning. Good morning, Wendy. Glad you're here. I'm glad all my friends are on the line. There's some coffee drinking kind of people. Amen. Well, I forgot my coffee mug. It's upstairs. Well, it's all right. Happy coffee drinking kind of day. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you in that way. Now, when you pray for people who do you wrong, and I can assure you, most of us don't do it. 
It's a fact. Just because of flesh body we live in. But we should. We should honestly pray. Father, forgive them. I mean, if Jesus could do it, we could do it. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. We really should be praying for our enemies, right? But it says in 45, in that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. So if you really are God's child, I mean, you really his child, you're his child, he's your daddy, come on. Then you will pray for people who persecute you, pray for your enemies, Pray for people who do you wrong. Come on. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, sends rain to the just and the unjust. If you love only those who love you, well, what reward is there in that? Amen. Even corrupt tax collectors do that much, love people who love them, even corrupt people. If you're kind only to your friends, how are you different than anyone else? This is a scripture, Matthew 5. You should read Matthew 5 sometimes, amen? If you're kind only to your friends, what difference is there in that? Even unsaved people do that. Unsaved people are kind to their friends. You're supposed to be set apart. But if you are perfect, but, but you are to be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Luke 6, 36, be therefore merciful as your Father is merciful. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. We are supposed to judge the fruit of a person, but we don't judge people. Amen? I will judge their fruit. If I'm going to hang around them and invite them into my inner circle, we judge in that fruit in Jesus' name. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and you'll be forgiven. Give, and it'll be given back to you. In Jesus' name, I'm thankful for all of my givers on here, all of my partners, all of my hashtag donate people, because you're helping us to feed hungry kids. We're at 100 a day. We want to be at 150, amen? But I need a few more people to partner with us. We love encouraging people. We love setting the captives free. We love being able to travel and do all those things we, could, we do in Jesus' name. So, Give, and it'll be given to you. Press down, shaking together, running over, good measure. Men will give to you, and the same measure you give out is what's going to be measured back to you. Amen? So Jesus is saying our forgiveness from God is not a one-way street. It's not that God just forgives us. We have to forgive him. Our forgiveness begins when we got this vertical thing going with God, we easily get this horizontal thing going. And that's some public school, just so y'all know. I knew vertical and horizontal right off like that. And that's a public school uh, thing. I'm pretty sure my kids do not because they homeschool. Did you know that, Sarah? Did you have to think for a minute like this is vertical and this is horizontal? No, I, I knew. You knew? Oh, she, hey, man, Sarah knew. Good morning, Don. I'm so glad you're on. Amen. Welcome, Don. Welcome. So the scripture in Mark 11, one of the toughest scriptures in the Bible, I'm getting to it, okay? I think one of the toughest scriptures for a lot of people because it says when you are praying, first, just so you know, first, stop. Stop praying and search yourself before you start praying. But when you are praying, first, Forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against. You have to literally, you know, for some of you, this is going to take a week-long vacation. You're going to need to get a vacation at a spa resort. My husband was just telling me of a spa vacation resort in Galena in Wisconsin. Y'all need to all go. I prophesy in Jesus' name. All y'all go to a spa 
get to a resort, get your fluffy robe on, sit in the hot tub, do what you got to do and search your heart. Father, is there anybody I'm holding a grudge against? Because that's easy to hold a grudge. Somebody, somebody does you wrong, you will hold a grudge. Somebody does your kids wrong, you will hold on to a grudge. You, you have to purposefully search yourself. Is there anybody I'm mad with, frustrated, anger, bitterness? Um, I mean, for me, you know, there's that one person. Listen, Mama, I forgive you in Jesus' name. Amen. And I do not hold a grudge against you any longer. Ha, ha, ha. But she ain't watched me anyway, so it's okay. None of my family watches. That's fine, whatever. But stop praying first. Search yourself. He says, forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against just so that your father can forgive you. So that your father can forgive you. So if you have sickness and disease and illness and, and trouble of any kind, first ask yourself, is this a spiritual manifestation of me holding on to a grudge? Me staying bitter against that person. You know, they didn't put me in the will. Uh, they did, I didn't get my fair share. Um, anything you're feeling about any person, you know what I'm saying? Y'all know what I'm saying, that one person, not the mother-in-law, but you know what I'm saying? But, you know, she didn't change the diaper like you wanted it changed. She didn't put your dishes away. She didn't do enough for you when you had that new baby, etc. Come on. You know, you know who I'm talking to. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. He won't forgive you of that junk in your life. He won't forgive you of your sins. He won't forgive you of all the wrongs, the habits, hangups, and hookups. If you don't forgive, God's not going to forgive you. That's Bible. I'm not being mean to y'all today. Tammy, what's happening? Oh, my sister's on the line. Oh, good Lord. She said, good Lord. You were right, Carrie Ann. Listen. I'm going to read people's mail today, but not you and Tammy because y'all are much, much forgiving. But it includes your neighbors. You got to forgive your neighbors playing that crazy music. <laughs> and the neighbor's got a donkey that, you know, that's only in the country though. But so if you don't forgive, your father ain't going to forgive you and you're going to stay eat up with sickness and disease. I'm just telling you, you're going to stay that way because you have to get this forgiveness thing down pat. I've had many people come to the altar, not even kidding. Every week, every month, every year, every decade after decade, they come into the altar, but they still can't get free from bondage. They can't get free from sickness and disease and all the things that's holding them back. And they'll tell me, I have prayed, Kathy. I have fasted. I have prayed and fasted. I have begged God to be free. You don't understand. And the harder they try and the more they pray, the more bondage they find themselves in. I mean, it seems like the skies of, of heaven is closed over them. I counsel with these people all the time. Not even kidding, right? And they keep begging God and it keeps not happening. And this is the one thing I ask them. Who is it that sets you off? When you think about this person, if you see this person or think about their name or, or a memory come up, who is that person? Who is it? I mean, because there's always somebody. I've never had anybody not give me a name. There's a person that triggers the inside of you. If I say their name right now, you get triggered. If you saw them in the grocery store, you'd be like, clean up on aisle five. Amen? You may want to punch them one or hurt them or something. Who is that person? Maybe they've wronged you. Maybe they're a person from your past, but, but somebody triggers you. That's the person that you have to forgive. 
And this is the saddest thing is that they may even be dead already. There was no cleanup on all five. They're already dead. But they've probably been dead a long time. But you can't get over it. Their name comes up. Uh, that situation comes up and they're on the forefront of your mind, right? You know how many people have unforgiveness against dead people? I'm not even kidding. This is true, Tammy. Carrie gets on my nerves too. But amen. But it's because she's older. She's so old. And she gets on my nerve too. So girl, I, I understand. But you have to forgive her, Tammy. You have to forgive her. <laughs> but listen, you know how many people seriously have unforgiveness against dead people? They dead and gone. It's true. It's a tragedy. And you can't make it right with a dead person. Just so you know, I get that. But, uh, you know, you can't, you can't correct things if they already gone. And the same is true if, if there's somebody and you don't know how to get a hold of them. Let's say something wrong happened in your past and that person's done moved on and you, you know, you tried to stalk them out on Facebook and you can't find them as they got you blocked. So there's those people that you can never come in contact with. Sometimes this applies to people who refuse to talk to you. Maybe you want to apologize. You want to offer forgiveness, but they won't even uh, talk to you. So just so you know, you can't. I get it. But I believe that this is how God judges it, okay? You ready? This is how God handles it. God judges your heart attitude. He, he judges the, um, uh, what's it called, uh, Sarah, when he says um, uh, your heart? Motive. Yes, motive. Amen. See, homeschool can coming through. Homeschool coming through. The motive. He, he, um, he judges the motive of your heart. Amen. In that you want to forgive them. But he's not going to bring them back from the dead so you can do that, say that to them. So you, he just judges the motive of your heart. And the people you can't get a hold of, that's fine. Just repent. Forgive. Offer forgiveness. You know, write a letter to them and then burn it. Amen? But get it off of you. Whatever you got to do, get it off of you. But if you have something from your past and it's not possible for you to personally make it right with them, then sincerely make it right with God. Amen? Sincerely make it right with God. That's right. But in the word, homeschooled, but in the word. Hashtag amen. Um, and then it's taken care of. You don't have to carry guilt. You don't have to carry um, the issue uh, around with you any longer. You just say, Father, I forgive them. And they don't even know what they did wrong, and I forgive them. Or maybe they do. Maybe they did you wrong, and they meant to do it, and they're not going to do nothing else about it in Jesus' name. They did you wrong. Fine. You choose to forgive them right? You choose to forgive them. Maybe you co-signed something with somebody and they, and they left you hanging. Maybe somebody left you with debt. They didn't pay you back. You know, there's all kinds of examples of reasons. I mean, you look for a reason to be offended at somebody and you will find one. In today's world, we are so offended. I'm not even kidding. The slightest thing offends us. Somebody cuts you in line at the, at the checkout and you're offended. Somebody gets their food at the drive-thru, you know, before you, we're offended, you know. Well, who do they think they are? So we do easily get offended about all kinds of things. We're going to choose forgiveness. It did it. Because they were going first. Listen, call you out. Sin, your sin will find you out, even in a coffin with Kathy. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, see, you know, you know how it is when six in that lane get to go ahead of you and they're like, follow the white car and you're like, well, which one? You've let 16 go ahead of me, so, you know, which car would you like me to follow, right? But you know how you get so uh, irritated that somebody got something before you did, amen? No, 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 we're going to forgive them. We're going to say, would you like to go to? Would you like to go to? Matter of fact, I'm buying your meal because if you're going to do good to your enemies, that involves you doing something. Praying for them is one thing, but being good to them. Is, uh, yes, you have to be kind, but being good to somebody is going to involve you giving something or, you know, let them go ahead of you or whatever his case may be. You know, you know, the last time you tried to get that upfront parking and somebody just got in there before you did, right? Right? You get offended about that. You're like, uh-uh, that was mine. <laughs> so I believe God judges the motive of your heart. So repent, forgive them, get it off of you in Jesus' name. I'm, I ain't trying to, but that is there. Okay. So the first block to receiving from God is you're going to have to make peace in your heart with every person you've ever known, and you have to get it resolved before God. So whether they're alive or whether they're dead, whether they can be found, whether they're in the, in the witness protection program, you got to get it right with God. So if, if any situation arises in your mind, you thinking about it right now, well, there was this time and this time, like you got to get it right with God so bitterness don't set in because bitterness sets in quick. It's like the, it, it's a faster weed than a dandelion. I can, my guy is out there mowing the yard right now. Not even kidding. My landscaping person is mowing. And by tonight, the dandelions will be like, not even kidding, a foot tall. Right? You got that? It grows faster than that. Bitterness growing in you, that, that bitterness weed is faster than a dandelion. It's the truth. You have to pull that thing out. And I just went to, um, Farm and Fleet and got me a dandelion um, thing that you get them out of the ground with. So you need to get in the word of God, man. You need to get your weapon and you need to get that thing out of you in Jesus' name. And it actually really works, Sarah, because it's like you don't even have to bend over because it's on a, a tall handle. So you literally stick it in the ground, standing straight up, no back pain or nothing, Jesus. You put it in the ground. It's got like a little fork on it. Put it in the ground. Do this, and it legit brings the entire root and everything. I don't even know how it does it because you would think that it slips through or you got to do it a bunch of times, but not even kidding. You just push down, pop that thing up. I found it at the Farm and Fleet dandelion. It's like a weeder. I think it's called weeder, but, but I'm using it for the dandelions because that's what I'm doing. But anyway, um, I know, right? Tammy said, no city girl ever. Said, no city. I don't know how I went from being such an amazing city girl to uh, trying to be a country girl, but I kind of rebuke that in Jesus' name. Actually, now that I think about it, I ain't want to be out there weeding dandelions. I ain't want chickens in my yard. And now I got chickens in my yard. I didn't want, I ain't asked for none of this farmer stuff. I got a garden twice the size of last year's. I didn't want to do that. I asked for a tiller for Mother's Day for crying out loud. So I need to list lay hands on myself. In Jesus' name, Kathy. City girl, come back. Hallelujah. I ain't even want all that. I mean, I, fortunately, I don't, uh, I don't own 
Um, oh, it's good for the heart and liver and thyroid. Okay. Justin's on. Oh, Lord. Justin's watching Bible study. Y'all, this is a mess. If, if you're not friends with Justin Smith, just click on his name right now and make him your friend because it will be the funniest person you have on Facebook in Jesus' name. Um, but listen, I didn't, I didn't want, I was cleaning little chickens yesterday, you know, cleaning their little feed and all that. Like, I don't even want to do that. I'm a city person. But anyway, I don't know where I got all that from, but you're going to have to make peace in your heart. Somehow, um, I got off on dandelions, but you're going to have to make peace in your heart. Even if you can't personally get to them, it does mean, uh, that you have to get it right with God concerning them. So the word of God says, those sins you retain, you retain. Those sins you remit, you remit. If you got your Bible, look at John 20, 23. This is an important verse. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. Yeah. If you're super sensitive, please don't. You're right. I, I didn't think about that, Justin. So Cancel everything I said about Justin because if you're very sensitive, you're not gonna, you're not gonna fare well. If you forgive anyone's sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, you are, they are not forgiven. So that's not okay, people. If you forgive anyone's sins, they're forgiven. If you don't forgive them, they're not forgiven. I, I want to say this to you very carefully and very strongly. Like, listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth in Jesus' name. Make sure that in this Christian walk, on your Christian journey, make very, very sure you are a forgiver of sins. Type that out. Just type it out. Put it on a post-it note. Put it on your refrigerator. I am a forgiver of sins. Amen? I forgive so that people can be forgiven. I forgive, right? Matthew 5, 48, this will make you perfect like your Father who is in heaven. Listen, forgiveness is an attitude of your heart toward others in love. So you need to be a forgiver of sins. 100% put it on there. I am a forgiver of sins, right? The biggest problem we have in the area of forgiveness, if we're just being honest, is that when somebody sins against you, okay, when somebody does you wrong song, when, when somebody does anything has ought against you in any kind of way, here's what we do. We try to make the sin equal to them, okay? For example, we have a perfect hatred for the sin, but sadly, we have a perfect hatred for them in that sin. And this is where we get it all screwed up, right? So we hate the sin, but some people are hating the sinner in the sin. You can only hate the sin. You can't have a hatred for the person. Even if it is your uh, spouse, even if it is, you know, your, your neighbor, right? Even if it is your pastor, whoop. We have a perfect hatred for sin and a perfect hatred for them in that sin. So here's what we have to do. We have to separate that person from their sin just like God. If we're going to be perfect just like God, he was perfect at separating you from your sin. Here's the great thing. God sees your sin and God sees you. And, and he separates the two. He doesn't see Kathy the sinner. He sees Kathy and he sees my sin. And we have to learn how to separate people from their sin. 
that when he saved you, he separated your sin from you. He still sees the sin. And he's, but he sees you separated from it. And then when you repent, he forgives and he forgets. He, he washes it away. He no longer sees it. He separated you in his heart from your sin. Amen. He's able to do that and we are able to do that. I'm able to see that the sin is the enemy and that is not my husband. My teenagers are not my enemy. The sin in them is the enemy. The devil that making them sin is, you have to separate the two people. Stop seeing the two. I thought he was coming in with my coffee, so I was going to be so excited. But no, no, no. Um, I left my coffee cup on my desk. So, well, there you go. When God saved you, he separated you from your sin. Okay, so Ephesians 1, 3 through 6. This is good. Listen to this. Yes, you see the whole package. Tammy, it's so true. We see them. And you know what we do? And this is how you know if you're a person that does that. If you, you call up somebody on the phone and you're like, you will never believe what she just did, what he, if you put a pronoun with anything, then you have this problem. You see the person and the sin and not separated. Because what you would do is you would say, you will never believe what the enemy tried to do to me. He tried to use my blank to cause me grief, to frustrate me. The enemy tried to push my buttons by having um, this person do this, this, this. But you always start your conversation with seeing that the enemy is the sin. The enemy caused the person to do what they did. And you'll be able to separate the two. You'll be able to stay in love. It's kind of like, it's kind of like how you love your spouse and your spouse does you wrong and you forgive them. But if you ever tell your mama what they did, not me, of course, because I don't play this game. I have learned, you know, with my psychology degree, I have learned it don't work. So don't try it. Any of my children get married, don't try it. But most other people, not, not spiritually mature people, but most other moms will hold a grudge against the spouse of their child and the family of the spouse of their child if, if they get into a fight. You know, they get into a fight because, you know, he won't help me. He won't take out the trash and, and wash the dishes and help me. And then you, you complain to your mom about him. And then your mom hates him for, for him and do her wrong or her, whoever your spouse of the person is. But that's because, you know, you see your kid and forgive your kid, but you won't forgive other people's kids. That is sin. That is wrong. You got to cut that out. Not all of y'all because y'all don't do that, but somebody's going to randomly, you know, um, scroll through and re and watch this uh, or listen to it on my podcast, Kathy, Coffee with Kathy podcast, and, and that's going to be them. But it's none of y'all. Amen. But true. But that's why you got to keep your mouth shut to your mama. I don't tell my mama nothing, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I mean, I just don't. I don't tell my parents anything about what happens in my family because they might be persuaded to not see the enemy in my spouse when he's uh, attacking me or anything like that, which he don't do, but you know, I'm just making it up, uh, you know what I'm saying? But they won't, they'll just see him and his sin and they won't separate the two. Now me, on the other hand, I know how to separate the two. I'll rebuke my child. Amen. I'll rebuke my child. Tell my, don't you come at me about nothing about your husband in Jesus name. You deal with that with you and God. But you'd be talking about him, and she never has. And how long y'all been married? Can it find it? I lost it. Oh, well, I must have left it in the seat. Two and a half years. She has never come to me 
to say anything about how, any fight that they have ever had, right, Sarah, in their life. Why is that? I meant to ask. Why? How come you never have? Because I told her, come up at me with all that. Amen. And uh, but but I mean, honest. The real true answer is there's nothing he's ever done in two and a half years to warrant the need to ever talk to me about anything. And nothing I ever will do. And because he never will and he never could. If he tried real hard, he could never do anything wrong. So it doesn't matter if she wanted, there would be no ammunition for her to come at me. (laughs) That's right. Your mom will get you and not the spouse. This is right. I'll rebuke a kid in Jesus' name. Amen. So Ephesians 1, uh, 3 to 6. Praise be to God the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world. He had you handpicked. He chose you. He knew you were going to be who you are today. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through him in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace. For he has freely given us in the one he loves. We need to have faith and expectation of who we are in Christ. Amen. I need to have faith in who I am. I am a blood-bought, born-again Christian. I live like my father lives in Jesus' name. You don't forgive people who have wronged you because you feel like it. Most every single time in the moment, you are not going to feel like forgiving them. I've, I've raised my kids up to immediately, after you bash somebody, say something nice about them right now. Say something nice. Say something nice about the Chick-fil-A drive-thru right now. You vent about it. That's okay. But then you got to say something nice like, well, you don't say they closed on Sunday because that's stupid. But, um, okay, now I'll say something nice about them. They're open up the other six days. <laughs> so say something nice about somebody after you get through bashing. That's being kind and doing good. That'll help train you up to stop doing it. So say something nice about them in Jesus' name. Um, so you don't forgive people who have wronged you because you feel like it. You forgive them because you're obedient to Christ and his commands. You just want to be obedient to your father. So you're like, father, I don't want to forgive them, but I want to be obedient to you. So I'm going to, I don't feel like forgiving them, but I want to be obedient to you. So I'm going to, right? What I want to do is pray they wheels fall off and the flower pot hits them in the head when they walk by a window. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That that song, I'd like to play that song. That would be so awesome. Let's play that song that says, I hope you will, I pray for you. Yes, I pray for you. I pray your wheels fall off when you run downtown and all that kind of funny stuff. It's it's not a good song, but but it's funny. So anyway, (laughs) you do it because you want to be obedient, right? You do it uh, because it's the law. It's what you do. You're obedient to, to your father, so you do it. You do it because that's just who you are in Jesus' name. Um, you be the person who will forgive all manner of sin. If you're going to be like your father, you have to be able to forgive all manner of sin, right? Not just somebody that irritates you and frustrates you and that thorn in your side. Not just those people, but you've got to forgive the people who kill, who steal, who uh, whatever's been done to you in your past life, You have to forgive whatever it is, all manner of sin. Type that, all manner of sin has to be forgiven. Um, And then you know what? You're going to be just like your daddy. 
You, if you can do that, you will be just like your father in heaven. That means you will think like your father. You will act like your father. You will walk like him and talk like him. And you will forgive just like your father, whether you feel like it or not. Because I promise you, God forgives whether he feels like it or not. God's not up there deciding that. Let me see. I, I mean, it's been like 16 times of forgiving. I'm not quite sure I'm going to forgive it. Nah. Let's see. Should I forgive or should I not? Should I stay or should I go, right? God's not got it trying to figure out if he feels like forgiving you. And if you would just remember all the things you've sinned, all the sin you've sinned against God, it'd be very easy for you to say, you know what? I can forgive other people because he's forgiven me much, much. Some of y'all so much. Some of y'all are on that line. You need to go back and listen to that one podcast where I talked about the 50-yard line and sin being there and you wanting to stay at the 50-yard line. You know, you wanting to cross over that line of what is really sin and what isn't sin. You go back and listen to that one. But are you with me in the area of forgiveness? It's an attitude of the heart, not a ritual of performance. I'm not like I'm doing it, I'm doing it. Um... Because the word says that I want to do it. Get the attitude in your heart. I want to be forgiven so bad from my father. It's the same way I want to provide forgiveness to this person. Right? Unforgiveness has to be dealt with. This is only one of 33 spiritual blocks to your healing. I've got 33 things that are possibly stopping you from being healed. And this is just one of them. So you make sure you follow Coffee with Kathy page. Make sure you set alerts and notifications whenever I go live or anything because I'm going to give you all 33. I think it's important. And remember, you're either a remitter of sin or a retainer of sin, right? You're either going to forgive people or you're not going to forgive people. I've made up my mind in my life, I'm going to forgive all manner of sin to all men. That's just me. So... Hashtag donate, help us encourage people, help us set the captives free, help us so, uh, uh, win souls into the kingdom. All the things you do help us. Um, so many of you partnered and donated that I was able to give away quite a few of my devotional journals to people that didn't have the $20 to buy one. We were able to bless them uh, with it. So thank you for doing that. I appreciate you guys. You know, we made it a coffee drinking kind of day today. I would say we was very successful in Jesus name. And I'll give you one more random. I just flipped open the page. It's not about your comfort. It's about your calling. So I don't know who that was for, but somebody stayed all the way to the end and got a bonus. It's not about your comfort right? It's not about your comfort level. It's not about what you like doing, what you don't like doing, what you prefer to do, what you don't prefer to do, what you think you should just do this and this only. It's not about your comfort. It's about your calling. What is meant for you, you will not miss. If it's for you, it's yours. Amen. You got to make room for big blessings. And if your birthday is August 26th, I'm going to send you the free book. So just message us and let us know. If your birthday is August 26th, I'll give you 48 hours to let me know is your birthday on that date because that was a good one that I read. Um, August 26th and I'll send you my free book and sign it. No, Justin, your, your birthday is not August 26th. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, because I was like, what? 
I randomly picked a Justin's birthday, but it is in August. Wait, Justin, when's your birthday? I know it's August or September because we're getting them penny loafers. He wants a, a, a 1980-ish pair of penny loafers. Oh, the word was for me. Okay, fine. I thought it was your, I know your birthday is coming up though. But so, hey, go make it a coffee drinking kind of day. I love all y'all. Most importantly, my son-in-law. But the rest of y'all, I love equal, almost equally as much. Love y'all. Bye.